Hey, this is Liz, and you're listening to the South Tax Syndicate Podcast. Episode 17. We got it this time. Thank you for returning to listen to us today. So, Thanksgiving week, friends and family in town. You got big plans for Thanksgiving. Do all your, your folks come to South Carolina, well, or do y'all go to the... Short story, my mom was supposed to fly in Friday Yeah, with my sister, brother-in-law, nephews, nieces. Got on the plane and my mom passed out, and so they had to unload everybody. Yeah, so just bad deal. So we're rescheduling. Just when I not, not gonna make this trip happen. Yeah, I think her blood sugar kind of crashed mm. or something. So anyway, but I we'll do that. we'll do traditional Thanksgiving at lunch, and then we usually do a dinner that's like something totally not Thanksgiving, like lasagna or taco bar. You know, something just throw it way. Wow. Off. Yeah. We do we do a lunch Thanksgiving and then uh, we eat on that Thanksgiving. Keep for on eating. Keep on eating. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what we're gonna have for you know another five days because we yeah. Meg, Megan cooks a ton and then we've got both of our sets of parents coming in Tanya and Sammy, Stella, my friend David and his family flew in from Illinois this week so they've cool. been doing that for years so we just know we're hosting them every Thanksgiving and so. When, right I, when I said, hey, you want to go do a podcast? <laughs> we don't have a guest this week because yeah, it's a short right? week. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Yeah, so, for those listening, we usually record on Thursdays, obviously. It didn't happen this week. Mm-hmm. What is today? Tuesday? Mm-hmm. Monday. What? No. Tuesday. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. George, you don't know. What, what, what day, day is, is this? It? Yeah, what day is this? No clue. Back to episode. We mentioned that in one yeah. of the episodes. Yeah. Side hustle episode, I think maybe? I've still got the dot .com for that. Yeah. What day is this day, dot .com? See? It rings true. It is. All right, so what are we talking about? So told David to come down. Wouldn't he just be our podcast guest for our Thanksgiving special? And so welcome to the South Cac Syndicate Podcast, Mr. David Lavelle. Thank you. Glad so to we be are, here. We already kind of got into cigars. Um, David's a cigar aficionado. Is that yeah. what you call him? I don't know. What, what is the expert if you're a cigar? It's not sommelier. That's wine. Well, I mean, if you have a business or a storefront, I mean, you become a certified tobacconist or a retailer tobacconist, and you can even do that on a consumer level. Right. You know, okay. so... A tobacconist. You know, like we like yeah. were talking earlier, you know, the same thing. You can actually go to Tobacconist University and do... Be certified. Know, online courses and get certified as a, you know, a tobacconist consumer. Ah, You know, so... Which I've actually done. Yeah. You know, so it's just appreciating the history... You know, of the cigar, you know, the origin of it, how it started, where it got here, where yeah. it came from, et cetera. And, you know, having the ability to, you know, you know, know your, you know, the, the parts of the plant and, um, you know, different, you know, wrap, you know, right. wrappers and fillers and binders and all that stuff and pass that knowledge on to somebody else who, you know, is looking to get into it or, you know, enjoy a stick for the first time, you know, kind yeah. of, I mean, you can probably go back and forth on several things and Jerry can probably sit here in the dark on some of yeah, it. Yeah, no doubt. I think one of my favorite things, and we've talked about this kind of before, but one of my favorite things about cigars is the fact that it has lineage and history and a story for the process. Story and they have to be aged, you know, like you're not just rolling a cigar and smoking it, you know. That stuff has to take time. It's like bourbon. Like you don't just, you know, bring it right out of the still and start drinking it. You got to put it up in a barrel somewhere to get to get what you mm-hmm. ultimately want, right? Yeah, I mean, that's mm-hmm. a, he brought me a Pepe Van Winkle cigar mm-hmm. and uh, handed it to aged me last night, and that's what he said. They 
aged in a pappy barrel. Yeah, is that, that what it yeah, is? That is, yeah, it's a barrel fermented uh, tobacco in a pappy barrel, and you know, I think they ferment it for on that one. I think it's two years, maybe. Yep. You know, and then you know they'll do a limit to release of them, and um, believe Drew Estates, the one that actually does the release on those. Yeah. Um, they partner with them or whatever because mm-hmm. they also do a. I've had a Buffalo Trace cigar as well and i think it's the same deal i think that they just partner with them use those Mm -hmm. barrels or whatnot so yeah i mean there's just so much history in it you know a lot of times tobacco comes from different regions of of the world in one cigar so you might have a binder from from one place you might have a filler from another place a wrapper Mm -hmm. from somewhere else and like they bring all that together and yeah and that's that's the way i don't we don't we don't talk about this with Chewing tobacco or dip, right? No, you, you can't be a tobacconist it, if you did Copenhagen. From, it came from <laughs> South Carolina, yeah. probably. Just grind it up. Philip Morris put some flavors in it. A little fiberglass, yeah. Roll on, yeah. So yeah, and you know what's funny too is because that's one of the things when I smoke a cigar with somebody that's new to it, the first thing I do before we even light it is I like try to give them some history on it. You know, it's got a filler. It's a long leaf filler. It's not. You know, it's long leaves that are rolled together to make the filler, which is why a cigar burns the way that it does. It's why it won't stay burning if you don't consume it. It'll just go out, which is, that's what it's supposed to do. It's not supposed to be like a cigarette. Um, I also tell people too, because there's this big thing about, and I'd love to get your opinion on this, you know, like uh, Cuban cigars. So everybody's like, oh, is that a Cuban cigar? It's overrated. It is overrated. And as a matter of fact, you get better cigars now outside of Cuba than you would inside of Cuba. And the reason is because when they did the trade embargo on Cuba, a lot of those families that have been growing cigars forever moved. Mm. They went yeah. to Nicaragua. They went to the Dominican mm-hmm. Republic. They went somewhere else. They took their seeds with them. Mm-hmm. And so technically what you're getting is a Cuban cigar from a, from a family that's been making those cigars for years. But from Honduras. From Honduras or, or Nicaragua or yeah, somewhere, yeah, somewhere other than Cuba. Yeah, and a lot of those are actually labeled as Cuban seeded cigars. Right. You know, so I mean the origin goes back to the original. Well, and what you have too is the, the cigars that are still made in Cuba, there's not enough sales happening out of Cuba now to sustain those companies. And so they're not letting them age as long because they're trying to profit. They're not letting them, you know. Yeah, but a lot of the stuff that even leaves that region goes to the UK. I mean, Davidoff is probably, yeah. you know, one of the bigger, you know, manufacturers, suppliers, mm-hmm. and resellers of it. And what do you think about a Davidoff cigar? I'm not a fan. Not I a don't big like fan. Them. Not yeah. a fan. I think for me personally, and you know, obviously, taste is subjective, but they're very woody, very dry, almost like yeah. fall leafy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't think they contain the couple that I've me much flavor. The couple that I've had, I mean, I'm not gonna say they weren't good, but for the money, I'm like, man, you could find oh, you, yeah. you could you could find other you know other local regional style you know blended potentially cigars that are that are really good. South Carolina is known for the bright leaf tobacco. Oh, did you just look it up? Yeah, <laughs> bright leaf or broad leaf? Bright. Bright leaf. I don't yeah. think I've had a bright leaf before, but there is a cigar company pretty prominent here. That I can't tell you the name offhand, but um, they actually make a 
South Carolina-based cigar that's a national brand. Oh, really? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is interesting. We used to be heavy in, I'd have to look that up, but South Carolina used to grow a lot of tobacco. It used to be the, the number one cash crop for South Carolina. Yeah. It may, it, I don't know if it still is. Well, now I, I just read it. It's producing about 1800 in 2021 census was around $1,821 an acre is what, is what you Tobacco were. would. Yep. So I know South Carolina by acreage had more corn crop, I think is what it was. But by dollars, it made more money than anything else in tobacco. Or that used to be the case. Yeah. Cotton too. Big cotton state. Yeah. And peaches. We grow more peaches than Georgia. Oh, really? And Georgia's the peach state. A little fun fact. Shout out to the Gaffney Peach. Gaffney Peach. The butt, the butt in the sky. <laughs> butt on 85. <laughs> or is that 85? That got, yeah. It's 85. Yeah, yeah. Gaffney. So there's a, there's a, a water, water tower, tower that looks like a peach, but the, the seam on the peach faces the roads. So it looks like a big old butt <laughs> is in that, the sky. You, you is, that, is, that, that? is that the water tower used in House of Cards? Yes, it is. is the, it? it is the same. Same water tower, same little town, Gaffney Water Tower. Um, y'all, y'all listening and watching, y'all search it yourself. Yeah, so along with us. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that before. That's yep. great. Yeah, there you go. That's great. So, David, you you love cigars so much, and you you like cervezas. You started an Instagram page for people mm-hmm. to follow along your journey of what you're smoking and what you're drinking. What? How do they? How do they find you there? I just cigars underscore and underscore cervezas on Instagram. Got but, it. You know, name change may be coming soon. Yeah. We'll see. You know, maybe uh, because cervezas obviously kind of limit you, is like we were talking to. Modelo. You, know, you know, beer. <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh, as much as we drink and the variety of things we drink, so thinking about just switching that over to like ashes and alcohol. So I we'll, dig we'll, that, we'll see, man. We'll yeah. see how that goes. Because you're kind of a heavy bourbon consumer. As well, some aren't you? Man, dude, I tell you, it all depends on what day of the week it is. I mean, uh, it could be beer one day, it could be wine the next, bourbon the next. I do not discriminate against any form of alcohol whatsoever. Yeah, I see David once a year, and it's Thanksgiving, and every year he comes with something. So it's like last year it was a case of, I don't know, 12 different wines or however many. This year it was a, a palette of all kinds of sours. Uh, for sour beers, yeah, and so we did uh, tastings last night, and then next year I just we'll see what he's into yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. So we talked about cigars a little bit. Uh, we definitely drank probably nine different sours, and David lined them up, started them from the lightest to the the heaviest. Yeah, I went from that uh, the traditional light bodied sour all the way up to like a double XL slushy style sour. Yeah, you know. So you ever mix them? Uh, I don't. Um, well, I can't say that. I guess um, the lighter ones, if it's a you know a single flavor, maybe. Yeah. But some of the the thicker ones that we have from a company up in Indiana, uh, they're already kind of out there on their flavor profile. So you know, last night we're drinking some of them that contain like double cherry, black cherry, vanilla cream, trail mix, marshmallow, and. Some, yeah, yeah, something you know. So they are all have in a, one can. It was like a crazy. explosion. Well, there's a local beer place here that will they'll mix like a sour and an IPA mm-hmm. or something, and it's kind of. I think the idea is that you take some of the sour out, and you take some of the bitter out by mixing them. So it kind of gives you 
you know, usually it's for people that are kind of undecisive on beers. They don't really know what they like. And they're just like, oh, here, try this. We'll just mix it. You yeah. remember going to a restaurant and getting a cup and then hitting all the sodas yeah. in the fountain? We call it like the suicide drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And put Dr. Pepper and Mountain Dew. Everything but sweet tea would go into this <laughs> yeah. cup, right? It's kind of the same same thing, but only with two beers. Well, last year we were out here, we are hitting the tap room, and, you know, Megan, she was uh, – I don't remember what they had on tap back then, but we we're doing half and half of something. It was probably a sour. Yeah, there were sours, but you know, oh, yeah. it was like half blackberry, half something else. So, I mean, we'll do, like I said, I'll mix single flavors like that and do half and halves or something. But, you know, for the most part, um, just a majority of the stuff that I buy is already so far yeah. out there. I'm, they, they stand tall by themselves. So what's your, what brewery are you at right now? What, what's your favorite brewery? <clears throat> Um, I mean, if I could do some Illinois stuff, um, I do like Phase Three Brewing, which yep. is really good. I'm familiar with them. Um, but um, I've been a real big fan of 450 North from Columbus, Indiana. Okay. So 450 North Brewing, they're the ones that they do, you know, like monthly limited releases, and when they're they're gone, they're gone. That's the ones know, I like. Then they usually have it's Evil Twin, you know, some staples that they, yeah. you know, always have on hand or something like that, but. You know, their distribution ring is non-existent. I mean, you kind of got to be there to get it. Right. And when they do the limited releases, they're only available for pickup from the distillery. See, I was talking to Kiwi about doing that on that podcast we did, which was like 12 or yeah. something. But I like that. Uh, Sweetwater Brewing in Atlanta. Georgia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Atlanta, Georgia has uh, what they call a dank tank. And it's just a small tank. They'll do like some... I don't want to call it experimental. I mean, I'm sure they have an idea of what's going to come out of it, but it's a one-time deal. When it's gone, it's gone. And something about that makes you want to, like, consume it, knowing that you're going to be one of the few that get to try it. Yeah, but the problem is, is how far do you have to go to get it? So, you know, if I want 450 North, unless I phone a friend who goes, picks it up, package it, mails it, whatever, You're, you're uh, not getting any. You're, you're you're driving at least five hours to get there. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, you know, so, part of it's a marketing ploy. I mean, even like the dank tank. You know, and this is kind of what I was telling Alex. I'm like, man, you could do that, and then just name it a different every time. Even if you have a beer that kind of circles back and it's similar to the one you just name it something different, and it still makes it rare. Yeah, you know. But you can't collect craft beer, right? Craft beer is brewed uh, to consume. I I know guys that have way more craft beer than they can drink. Now, what's the point? I don't like, know. It, it will go bad. I it's think, not like but, wine. Well, it depends on what it is. If it's a if it's a stout, it'll last. Matter of fact, the age. Mm-hmm. Stout will age, and it'll get better. Mm. Um, but I think the reason that he has so many is because when he rolls in and there's like this limited run, he gets a four-pack, mm. and he puts it in his fridge. Well, then he, you know, he can't drink it because he's got so much in there already. Matter of fact, he might be listening. Yeah. Shout out, BG. Okay. We, might, we need to have him on. Okay. We'll have to like get away from the beer podcast a little bit before we bring it in always the circles beer, back a though, beer guy. It? But yeah, so yeah, Highland Highland Brewing does a release every year, and it's called Cold Mountain. Like, and you can watch people start posting, "Hey, Cold Mountain just arrived at such and such store in Georgia. Cold Mountain arrived here, and that's a sought after local, uh, not local to South Carolina, local beer." That when we opened up Weston Co, it was like, "Hey, you getting Cold Mountain?" I learned so yeah. much about what people wanted and what releases were and limited quantities. Mexican were. cake. Mexican, Westbrook Mexican mm. cake is another one. Got to remember yeah. that from last year. Free house. Black is beautiful. It's probably my best 
experience with a craft beer. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And they're yeah, opening ma- up a brewery right next you're door. You're maturing right here in front of our eyes. I'm telling you. <laughs> I started with like a key lime pie. See, I don't see how you go back to the select well, or anything. You know, I just like when I drink a normal beer now, I'm just like well, so disappointed, you know? Yeah, but you got to have your fillers, though. I mean, you can't, I, maybe you on can, the lake. You can't drink 9%. Or I, but I do. Craft beers all day. The way I have before. It didn't turn out well, but I have. I, I mean, I would pack a cooler full of craft beer to go on the lake, mm-mm, mm-mm. and it would be it would be a you know pretty rough day. If I was going to do an overnight on the river, I'm filling a cooler full of regular beer and maybe throwing three crafts in yeah. there. Well, that's what I started doing. So I would throw in like two crafts mm-hmm. and then a bunch of natties and some salt. You know what I'm saying? Then I'd start off with the crafts and then switch salt. over. Well, it's kind of like the stuff we're drinking last night. Drinking a case of those versus a case of those is not the same ballpark. Yeah, I could, and I could tell when I woke up this morning that we did a lot of crap beer yep. samplings last night. Yeah, I'm like, oh, that's terrible. I've got to where I don't drink near as much beer. Like, a, I don't I'm hardly a, ever drink any beer, really. To be honest, I'm with you. on a margarita kick right now. Have you tried the Ray Soul Mm-mm. that that uh, K2 was talking about? Mm-mm. He says it tastes like a margarita straight. You just put it on ice. Interesting. Yeah. So after my trip to Costa, it's like that was nothing but margaritas. So all the all the places we went, they all used the same bitters. And I really like a hot drink, not temperature wise, but I like the yeah. heat. Yeah, yeah. And so they were like, "Here, take a picture." <laughs> so I took the picture and, and I ordered it off Amazon. It yeah. came in. So See? now I'm making margaritas. I don't. I never think I've had bitters in a margarita. Oh my god! Well, when I did, it was a game changer. I mean, I've had bitters in old fashions. So scrap, yeah, scrappy's bitters is what it is. Not a margarita. It's amazing. You get, I mean, you get the same thing on cigars too. You get a peppery note on the back mm. end usually on a on a good hot cigar. I mean, like actual pepper, right? You know. So, circling back, kind of back to the cigar thing. In your opinion, definitely making a resurgence. Oh yeah, I mean it's getting big. Yeah, I mean, just diving into the culture in the small time that I did. I mean, the amount of people and the new stuff that's coming out, and I, I mean, I think it's booming. Yeah, you I mean, know? I was watching some stuff today. I mean, even like Brad Lee, Ed Milet, all those oh, guys—they're yeah. always got one. Always got a cigar right there, you know. Yeah, and circling back one more time to the stouts, you know, because you know you were talking about bourbons and whiskeys with yours, but um, I like just deep, dark, nasty Maduro cigars. Yeah. Love, love a stout with those. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Because I've I never mean, tried kinda, that. Kinda go, kind of go chocolate for chocolate, kind of, or yeah. you know, on the darker ones, you get like that that bitter espresso or that coffee bean flavor that could, you know, come with it. Goes great with a stout. I can see that. Coat the palate. You dip your cigars in bourbon. Yes, I have. Is that a thing? Yes, and it's Fantastic. <laughs> I've never done it, but if you there's a you need to watch a video of uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger going in there doing his tequila dipped cigars. That's the first time I've seen anything like that, you know. But I've heard people of you know like wet aging, yeah, like they'll dip it then leave it, it dry so it settles in. But the way he does it is he dips it while he smokes it. That's dips it while that's he what I do. It. That's what I do. I tell you a funny story. Smoking uh, tequila. A buddy yeah. of mine. It's not really a fan of cigars, but every once in a while we get together, and, and you know, a couple of us, he'll be like, ah, "I'll, I'll smoke one." But you can just tell he's not, he's not into it. We started dipping. And he's like, "Dude, that changed the everything. whole everything about this." So he gets some of that flavor of the of the bourbon too. Really? Yeah, on every puff, like you know. So yeah, you just dip, 
It's good. Good stuff. I'd be afraid my cigar is going to start unraveling and falling not a, apart. Not if you get a good one. If it's done right. So you're not you're saying the um, backwoods or black and milds are not the cigars. Yeah, the, to ro- do. the rollers. I mean, if it's roll <laughs> if it's rolled properly, it shouldn't come apart. You know, got multiple caps on it and unless it's cut just properly, went dry on you, and it's just yeah. at this point in time a dead leaf. Hmm. You know, and you go to cut it and it just disintegrates, but. If it retains its moisture, you shouldn't have any issue with it unraveling unless you cut the cap too far back. But. Yeah. I was flying out of Liberia a couple of years ago, and there was a guy in the airport in Liberia just whacking some leaves and rolling, and they, you could buy the cigars right there in the airport and take off with you. I think I mentioned that to you at one time, and you were like, well, it's not really how that works. You're not going to be able to smoke that cigar when you, you get but, home, right? I mean, you could. It's probably not going to be. It's probably not going to be what it could be. I think that it was more of a novelty yeah. than it well, was Well, what anything. happens is a lot of people will buy those, just like you'd buy wine. You buy it to go put it in your collection, and you age that, mm. right? And then three years down the road, you're like, oh, yeah, remember these cigars we got in Liberia? Where You know, that's kind of why that is. But a lot of people don't realize that. Interesting. Yeah, but that's where the market and the cigar industry has changed because the cigar industry has kind of become in the whiskey business now. You know, where a lot of these people's put barrels back for, you know, 10, 15 years. Yeah. You know, a lot of the cigars that you're getting now are already aged. They are. You know, you're and right. And they're they're coming ready to smoke, but and nothing pure hand rolled is going to be worth it, you know. But yeah, you know, I mean, a lot of these ones, you know, sure, there's a few I got that I got in my humidor that I'm, I'm not going to touch probably for a significant amount of time just because they're young. But a majority of the stuff that I buy is already, you know, yeah. Well, they age the tobacco separately for several years. Usually they'll hang it and age it. Um, But there's, you know, in tobacco, it has to degas. That's Mm -hmm. what the aging process does. It degasses itself. And if it's not completely degassed, it, like the fermenting process stuff, you're smoking that and then you're tasting it and it's everywhere. It's like, it's like weed. We're going to take a short (laughs) break. Be back in just a minute. Let's face it, shopping for insurance can be time-consuming. When it comes to your auto and home insurance needs, make things simple and trust your Allstate experts. They will help you get the coverage that fits your needs while helping you bundle your auto and home. Bundling saves money, sure, but it also saves you time. So, you can enjoy the things that matter most even more. Contact Clemson Allstate agent Shane Smith at 864-654-1047 today for a free personalized insurance proposal. Allstate, are you in good hands? We're back. So, little little story. These two right here got a lot of history. Mm-hmm. So I want some dirt on Jared. Uh-huh. Tell, us, tell us a good... And we're gone. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure at this point in time, the statute of limitations has not ran out. Uh, so some things, some things the I would, NDA I would still be able legal. to say. David uh, worked for our company for as long as I can remember. Long You were there before I got there. Mm-hmm. And uh, we became really good friends back in the day in uh, the Midwest. And I started traveling a lot. And I just take David with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go here. He's, Let's do that. Let's go that. Go to. Go to guy. Yeah. Are you still there? I'm still doing it. All right. So I got, a, you know, 21 years in the in the uh, technology industry. Hmm. Three different owners. Yeah. Same yeah. gig, though. I mean, broaden our horizons a little bit. We got our hands in a lot of different tech right now. But, sure. You know, but no, I mean. He was the guy. So I had this bad habit. Man, I, sh- I shouldn't <laughs> tell this, but I'm going to. 
had this bad. Nobody's listening by now. They've all checked out. So I had this bad habit of collecting things on the road, and it just happened to be name tags. <laughs> like Hooters name tags? Like wherever we were. Doesn't matter what it, what it was. Oh, Can I, have I want name that name tag. tag. Yeah. Can I get that from you? And so we were at the Peabody Hotel. I met Mark Cuban on this day. Okay. I've and, heard that story. Um, there was uh, a girl with a name tag. And they were like metal, really nice hotel, nice name tag. And I was like, I want your name tag. No, it's not going to have it. How much did it cost me? We left or something, and David hands me the girl's name tag. I was like, <laughs> he said, you owe me 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So he started getting the name tags for me. So fast forward, I met Megan. There's a drawer full, <laughs> full of name tags. How'd you explain that one away? I didn't. Oh. Mm-hmm. Then I, somebody, some some one of my friends has a bag, a, a big grocery bag of all these name tags I collected over the years. I don't remember who I gave them to. Oh wow! My thing was hotel cards. I do, and thing. I still do it today. I do too. So you know, usually we check in somewhere. They always at least give you two. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I always leave one behind and take one with me, and I shoe boxes. I've got yeah. stacks. Yeah, I want to make like a mural or something. I want to do something with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But out of the, I don't know, I was with the company for 15 years, and out of those 15 years, we were on the road probably a decade heavy, where we were spending a night more in a hotel room than we were on, on home on an annual basis. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I don't have many travel memories without David being there. If I needed something, he'd go get it. And like, he was like a uh, name tag. Not <laughs> like anything, a can of dip at two was, in the morning. Whether it was work related or personal, you know, I mean. Hey. If there's anybody that's got years, dirt, it'd be years. Yeah, yeah, sure. and it is too. And like I said, like no I, I would, I would never sell you out that I way. I appreciate that. And right. then when I started playing music, it just made sense to throw David on the bus too. Is that, you right. want to sell merch? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was my merch guy. There you go. And he took merch to a whole other level. Like it was professional. T-shirts were folded. He put up specials. Yeah, you know, he was like your hype, he, hype he, man too. He'd, he'd, bring, me, he'd yeah. bring me these four or five plastic bins, and I'm like, "What the hell is in them?" He's like, "I don't know. Just go through them. You open it up. They're like rolled up with a rubber, with a rubber band around them. Things thrown everywhere. I had no idea what the hell was going on. And by the time we're actually said and done and done some gigs, he he made some money, and people got nice folded T-shirts. Yeah, yeah. He, Autograph yeah. pictures, drumsticks from Corey, guitar <laughs> picks from Brian and Rick. Yeah, so down to a sign. Back to that. May if you may have a few autographed Jared Ketterman CDs that Jared never signed. Sorry, <laughs> sorry for yeah. about those. <laughs> Truth comes out. So yeah. let me tell you, oh, I was in the, I was in my back to the hotel key kind of thing. When I go to any kind of event where you have to have like a, a like lanyard. a lanyard, and I keep all those. Same and I hang. thing. I was looking through mine yesterday. Spatuno, oh, signed, gosh. autographed. Jared by, by who? You. Oh. <laughs> Dude, I guarantee I saw Spatuno. I got Bonfire from the first one. Yeah. All the summits. All yeah. the, everything we've done in the day. I collect those too. Um, I will give a quick shout out to the Origin Hotel in Lexington, Kentucky for the key card I just got this week. Beautiful key card. <laughs> Appreciate it. So but nicest key card I think I've actually got, yeah. by the way. What makes it so nice? Dude, it's like laminated and it's raised and it's like it's in the car. I have to show you yeah. when I leave. It's a beautiful key card for a hotel. So shout, ever, out, shout out to the origin for that one. You ever see those murals where it's like a mm-hmm. bunch of pictures mm-hmm. that makes a picture that makes one big image. picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'd love to do that with the key cards. Maybe like find some software or something online. Yeah, that, that'd be cool. That does the colors for you, mm-hmm. and then like glue them all in there. It's like when you stand back, it's like I guarantee you get on Pinterest or something and see where somebody's done something like that with key cards. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure or a three dimensional structure somewhere. Or some 
Of course. There's probably a whole folder of it, somebody's nasty habit of making artwork out of key cards. Bonfire Music Festival is coming back, by the way. Yeah, you were telling me about that last yeah, night. Yeah, so we're playing it uh, next October. Oh, so it's a year out, well, almost a year yeah. out still. Where yeah, is that yeah. at? It'd be Indiana or Illinois, Teotopolis. I mean, is it the same place it was the last time? I don't think so, but we, it's in the same area. We who? You bringing the band back? So I hadn't decided yet, actually. Um, but Matt Poss is putting it on. Okay. So I think uh, Sonny Ledford's already confirmed. Uh, so really? And maybe some other guys uh, that you would know, but why don't, too early to say. Why don't you guys do Rock the Ranch? Nah. Nah. Um, so we'll probably rent a bus and leave out Drive. here and yeah. head up to... It goes, oh, back to, like, it goes back like to my bus bus or like OG bus with flux capacitor. No, no <laughs> flux capacitor on this bus. Uh, See, we'll rent a Prevost or something. It's funny because that goes back to my fishing theory. You ever watch people, you ever watch fishermen? The ones that are on the bank, they're trying to throw it as far as they can out in the middle of the lake. Oh, yeah. The ones that are in the middle of the lake, they're trying to throw it as yeah. close to the shore as they can. Yeah. It's like you, you got a music venue in your backyard, but you're going to drive to Indiana to go play. Yeah. <laughs> and there's guys driving from up there down here to play. That's <laughs> right. Like, they're not even playing their own venue up there. Matt will be here in March, I think. I bet you Matt would do it. Matt would do what? Rock the Ranch. He probably would. Yeah. Oh, in a heartbeat. Matter of fact, a couple shows here a year. We get Pup in here. We'll because we'll, yeah. we're gonna have him on the podcast. We'll have to maybe try to line. That'd that be up. a good one. Yeah. And um, so I think Matt's coming here in March. Matt Poss, look him up. Buy his music. Support. Local. So he still got the original band, or no? They some of the guys, and then some of the guys started a, um, a, a some side projects. But uh, it's hard to keep a band in in line for a decade, you know, especially when you're not signed and you're independent and you're trying to do everything yourself. Yeah. And you're handing them a hundred bucks, you know, here and there when you get paid and after diesel fuel and bus rentals and. You know, guitar yep. techs, there's not a lot of money to go around. You, if you're a musician, you do it for the same reason you're a police officer or a teacher, and it's not for the money. A podcaster. Or a podcaster. <laughs> it is truly for the love of music. But that's cool. Yep. Old Spatuno lanyard. Yep. Bringing it back. Yeah, they'll never be again either. They're done. No, they brought it back. Oh, they'll never be at the Armory anymore. Yeah, it won't be ever. Yeah, they got their own spot. I think it's owned by somebody else now. It was such a good weekend, too, man. It was such, that's probably one of the, my favorite shows I've ever played is yeah. Fortuna Clemson. Yeah, it was a good deal. Awesome. So, good job, Jeremy Hurley. Mark Merck. <laughs> yeah. Those guys, always treating us really well. So, you call it? Yeah, this is a good podcast. We want to do another week where we uh, did not do a podcast, you know, between yeah, we're just back, vacations back. and hunting and fishing, and we just kind of got to the sideways so kind of goes back to what we preach a lot in these podcasts it's like you got to just put in you got to put in the reps yeah so this is just another rep that's right so we'll get back in the swing of things hope everybody has a great thanksgiving david lavelle uh tell me your instagram again how to find you uh cigars underscore and underscore cerveza um that's about it man that's about it we appreciate your time coming into the state of south carolina the greatest states in the united states and uh, be on the podcast. Many years. Everybody. Thanks, Kyle. See ya. Y'all have a great Thanksgiving.